demo. Can you believe Christmas is almost here? Thank God for Well and You, Bretto. If you're looking for inspirational gifts for your friends, family or colleagues, then Well and You have you covered. Why not give away The John, the iconic journal of me, which has taken the world by storm to help your loved ones create an incredible 2016. Or the beautiful coffee table book, INQ, The Inspirational Quotient. This stunning, full-colour coffee table book with inspiring quotes and images is the perfect Christmas gift. To see the full range of Christmas ideas, simply go to www.wellandyou.com. That's www.welleneux.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Abnormal Psychologist, the show that shares everyday insights into getting the best out of your mind, body, and lifestyle. Now, please welcome your host, The Abnormal Psychologist herself, Carrie Thompson-Casey. Hello, and how are you going? Welcome to another episode of The Abnormal Psychologist with me, your host, Carrie Thompson-Casey, the show where we are giving you the how-to to get the best out of you. And today, I'm really pleased to be sharing with you a lovely, lovely lady. We are talking to Natalie Ubel Grant, who is a Reiki master and a meditation educator. So welcome, Natalie. Thanks, Carrie. Thanks for having me. So tell us your story. Well, I have been a Reiki master now for three years and I've been teaching meditation for two. And it all began when my um, daughter, who is now eight, was about one and a half and I knew mum and sort of stuck at home and felt a bit lost and didn't really know where I was going or what I was doing. And as some of the mums out there might understand that when you have to deal with a one and a half year old's temper tantrums, it can bring out the child in you. You start to um, look at the way you approach each situation uh, with your child and you start to see that some of the ways that you were taught from your childhood by your parents are um, perhaps there's a better way that you could do things. And um, so I have had Reiki um, at that stage for about 15 years and was using it for myself, uh, for self-healing and energy balancing on a daily basis. Um, but I thought it might be time to head into um, exploring it further. And so I did that and uh, completed Reiki Masters in Yusui. So what is a Reiki Master exactly? What What is it that you do and what do you study? Okay. Um, good question. So um, Reiki Master is energy work. So um, our... Um, our bodies, mind and soul consist of three different components, as some people may or may not already know. And so when you learn Reiki, you're learning the energy component and how that applies to your daily life. And um, you you connect with the energy uh, through being attuned by a, another Reiki master. You can't be attuned without uh, physically being present. It's like a transfer of energy. 
And what that does is opens up your energy centers in your bodies, which are called chakras, to receive the energy um, in a stronger flow. And what happens is you it creates uh, physical change because you're uh, removing any blockages that have been sitting in your energy field because, yeah, sorry, yeah, uh, so um, – as you learn and progress, it's a three. Um, there are three levels to Reiki: a beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Advanced is the Reiki master, and so as you progress, what you find is it's a journey of self-discovery. It's um, getting to understand uh, any emotional blockages that have been preventing your happiness and moving past old belief systems that have been holding you back, and it is very confronting in some situations and it was for me um, because as as you get the attunements, it makes you um, understand that you're responsible for your own actions, that the things that have happened to you in your life have happened for a reason and uh, it, it makes you um, accountable in a way. So what was your first experience of Reiki and, and, and how did you come into this area of energy for yourself? Okay, uh, good question. So I, when I was 18, I um, moved out of home. I came from a very, you know, la-di-da, perfect background, you know, mum and dad at home and brother and sister and perfect life. And... Um, finished high school and my family moved to Queensland. I'm from Melbourne originally and it was the wrong time of your life to move. In my, It was for me because I moved away from all of my support network and family and friends and just although I had my immediate family with me, it threw me into a state of depression I tried really hard to make friends and make it work, but it didn't happen. So I moved back to Melbourne and moved in with um, a friend that I was working with and she was living with a flatmate that did Reiki and um, kinesiology and I had never come across it in my life and she um, did this experiment with a rose, which was pretty amazing. She brought three roses home and Amber, if you're listening, thank you. Um, she brought three roses home and we all were, we were told to put them in our bedrooms and it was an experiment. And so um, Christine and I went and put it in our room and thought nothing of it because at that stage we were just totally not connected at all. And um, it was about two weeks later she came out and said, bring your roses out. And we've both looked at each other and gone, well, I've thrown mine in the bin, <laughs> and um, and uh, Christine bought out her dead one that was all wilted, and Amber bought out this rose that was glowing. It was the per- most perfect rose that I'd ever seen, and we swore that she'd gone and bought a new one, but she was saying, no, this is the same rose. It was an experiment, and we're like, what did you do? What did you do? And she'd been energy balancing and caring for it and giving it Reiki and loving and appreciating it, and that day changed my life. So 
before he came a, became a Reiki master, though, what was your understanding of what happened in that moment? What what, what in your mind had just happened? Uh, so in my mind, there was a um, a shift, uh, an urge to understand that there's more than what we see with our eyes. That in a way, our eyes perhaps are tricking us. Um, that we only see what we want to see. We don't necessarily see what is actually there or what we're actually capable of. Um, so I, yeah, I. So now as a Reiki, ma- Re- I keep saying it wrong, Reiki, 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 Reiki. As a Reiki master now, what do you make of what happened? Okay, so um, by by showing anything that's living, love and affection, it flourishes. It grows, whether it be a human being, an animal, a plant, any t- and, and that's proven scientifically. They've, you know, play music to plants and they grow better. So, Is this like the yogurt experiment where people ye- – or is it the rice experiment where people yell at the rice? Yeah, and the um, – uh, the rice and the water. Um, there's the, uh, Emoto, Doctor Emoto. I can't remember his. I can't remember his. Anyway, he's the water guy that does the crystals. Um, has proven that um, if you write happiness or gratitude on the side of a bottle, um, that that water is going to look more appealing under a microscope than some than the water that you write hate or some negative word under and they just put it under a microscope and the crystals are completely different. I've seen them on YouTube. Like it's really interesting. I think there's the rice experiment and there's the people yelling abuse at the yogurt and it vibrates and does something different or it has different electrical readings. Yeah, so it is – this energy thing is really quite interesting. Yeah, it, it, it fascinates me. I feel like it's the next frontier. Of um, it's where science will go. They're not. They're they're only just realizing that the the body is actually affected by all of this sort of thing, vibration. That's good. Yeah. Um, so um, I think that the the energy and um, and the understanding of the effect that it has on living matter um, will be something that. Um, science will, yeah, work towards in the future. It's interesting you say that because I'm sure on Radio National recently I heard them talk about a new device. Well, it's actually not a new device. It's a new way of using an older device where they had a look at, I can't think what it was, but they realised that because it was vibrating at a different level, if they flashed light beams at a certain amount of time, it actually gave them a completely different view of what they'd been looking at for so long. But once they looked at the vibration and to capture that vibration, shine the light at a certain amount of light beams a minute or something, and they built this whole new picture. Um, If you're out there and you know, feel free to email me and correct what I'm sort of talking on about here. But moving back to the Reiki, so what is the pathway to becoming a Reiki master? You were sort of talking about how there's three different levels. So you move through those three levels, I'm guessing, and then you you start to – is it practice? Yeah. So you practice um, as soon as you get attuned to Reiki 1. 
Um, that is the opening level where you're introduced to the energy and the connection to the energy. It's where you have that aha moment that there's something bigger than just you that's that's um, guiding us in a way. Um, and then uh, when you approach Reiki level two, you get given symbols that have um, also have their own frequency and can manipulate the energy. And um, at each level that you go, your intuition increases and the connection to the, um, the higher parts of yourself um, become easier to access. So what are those things at level two? What are those things that you were just talking about? Yeah. So the symbols, um, they are literally like a, a drawing of a symbol, a picture. And we uh, draw them either with our hands or picture them with our minds and um, they open and balance chakras, which is basically when you come and have a Reiki treatment, it's all about making sure that your clients um, and your own uh, energy centres, which are chakras, are balanced and open and um, are working in sync with each other and one's not robbing from the other or one's not blocked or you're opening them up. So the symbols make it easier because it's an instant fix. They open them straight away. So how does this journey connect back with what you were talking about in terms of your relationship with your children? So um, I had had Reiki 1 up until that point where I had young children and um, I realised that I needed to connect with that higher part of myself and to do that I found that I'd been guided to learn Reiki too and um, it's the the saying goes when the student's ready the teacher will appear and that happened Um, so I began that process of learning um, learning the Reiki and um, with that I found that I was a way better um, I was way better at balancing my own emotions and understanding where they came from and being able to um, catch myself so that I could um, so that I could decide before I spoke what what would be my preferred um, course of action when it came to perhaps disciplining my daughter or um, trying to explain something to her that was different to how I was raised? In psychology, we call that cognitive diffusion. So it's like getting some (laughs) – it's a fancy word. And um, so it's a way of getting distance from – your thoughts because sometimes it can feel like they're coming in a hundred miles an hour and there's lots of them. And so you're not being able to sort of observe the thought coming in and making a rational decision. It's just sort of fight, flight, react, react, react. So yeah, that's what in our, in my world, we call it cognitive diffusion. So that's really interesting. So you, you felt that by generating, um, that is it like an energy within and it, it sounds like it, there was a, a calmness that came with that as well, or a, or a building your self knowledge. What what would you say is the overall effect when someone 
has Reiki? Is it what do they walk away doing or feeling? So what happens is you get control of your brain, (laughs) of your mind that is out of control most of the time. Um, It's like you learn to be present because especially when you're giving a healing, you can't be anywhere other than present while you're giving a healing to somebody else because you're holding a space of love so that that person can heal themselves. So... Um, it it gives you ample opportunity to practice being present in the moment. And when you're present in the moment, there is no thought. And so it gives you that gap that you need to catch yourself when you are running off on that crazy tangent. Just going on a, a different angle, what do you think people are afraid of when they hear terms like Reiki and Reiki master, people who perhaps aren't in that world or having those kinds of conversations about vibrations and energy and energy blockages and how that affects your brain, fun- like cognitive function, your capacity to think and your emotions? What do you think people are afraid of when they, they hear that those kinds of terms? Well, I think my, my instant reaction to that question is fear they it's fear of the unknown it's fear that of something that they've never tried or experienced before or even heard of I know when Amber bought that flower out I was scared because I'm thinking how did she do that she there's no way she could have done that that was totally set up she's trying to trick me you know my brain my ego jumped in and um, had me um, believing that, that that wasn't possible. But there was a, another part of me in that moment that was saying, well, is it? So what have you learned about other people through your experiences as a Reiki master and as a meditation trainer? Yeah, so I have learned that we are all on our own journey, that you cannot judge another person by the book that you see it's we are deep and there are levels and people have been through so much and so just the best thing sometimes is just to listen and what about you obviously it's been quite a journey from the the rose ceremony (laughs) um so what have you learned about yourself through these experiences of learning becoming a Reiki master, working with people energetically, if that's the right word. Um, What have you learned about yourself? I've learned that I'm more patient than I realized. Um, I've learned that anything is possible, that you can bend your reality, that just because something is happening, what seems to you, that there is also other things happening that are not in your awareness so all you have to do a lot of the time is to turn around and find the good the the love the finding um seeing yeah i've lost it it's what do you want people to see what do i want people to see um from Reiki being a Reiki master uh, what I like them to walk away with is empowerment, is to know that they, um, that they are a powerful being, that if they just allow themselves to shed the 
um, the shackles and chains that are preventing them walking beyond their fear, um, that life can be amazing. And so is that what you learned for yourself? That is what I learned for myself. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, there's been, for me, there's been a lot of, um, ups and downs in my life. There's been, um, too many to mention some good, some bad, but all have happened exactly as they should when they should have happened for my growth. And, um, the journey of Reiki has been profound and instrumental because it's something that I use on a daily basis. I balance my energy every morning before I get up. I make sure that I'm grounded and um, present in the moment. And I, when I notice my thoughts running off on, you know, things that are going to happen in the future or things that have happened in the past, I catch myself and I can. I can stay present so that I don't miss the opportunities that walk in my path. So it's given you a sense of power, but it's also made you comfortable with your imperfection and given you strategies to manage that. So you've just touched on a few there, but give us a few different rituals you might do daily or weekly or just regularly and consistently. What do you do, whether it's Reiki related or not, or meditation related or not, what do you do to keep yourself so beautifully balanced and calm? Okay, so uh, every morning I do a meditation and that includes a a chakra balance. And so when you learn Reiki 1, you learn how to do that. It's an actual, you sit and it's an actual um, positions of hands and going with the intuition and feeling your energy and basically checking in with your body and listening to what it wants to tell you because a lot of the time we're too busy to stop for two seconds and just check in and see where are the pressures, where are the pains, you know, how am I feeling today? Am I up? Am I down? Where do I need to increase my energy? And having the ability to connect with that universal energy that is going to provide you with that little bit of energy boost that can inspire you for the rest of the day. Um, The other rituals is with the kids. I use for bedtime, it's the best thing. Um, I do a little bit of a Reiki balance for them before they go to sleep and we talk about um, clearing the room um, from any negative feelings or um, energies that might be present and talk about protecting them as well because kids like to feel safe before they go to sleep at night and um, there's there are very simple, very simple, even just calling on Archangel Michael is a very simple ritual that we do. We ask him to cut away any hooks, ties or binds that no longer serve and we ask him to protect them by surrounding them with a circle of light. So Natalie, how can people find you if they want to learn more about you or about Reiki or becoming a Reiki master? Yeah, so um, I have a website. It's called Light of Wellness. So it's www.lightofwellness.com. I also run a a meditation group on a Thursday night in Budrum at the Information Centre in Budrum. 
and that starts at seven and usually goes till nine and it's a it's a healing meditation group so it is quite spiritually orientated and we like to support people on their journey of uh, reiki so i do that and i also um, teach reiki classes so yeah if you just visit my website well, thank you so much for joining me, Natalie. I really enjoyed how you shared that special story about the roses and, and sometimes the, these, these little adventures that we have that can be so um, different and, or irrelevant or a funny thing that happened with a flatmate that can be so pivotal when you look back from where you are now. So it's so great to hear that you have a, a great memory of that particular moment. And I've loved having you, the tap listener, with me today. Please spread the word and tell your friends to listen to and sub- subscribe to Tap in iTunes. And don't forget to give the show a five-star rating if you liked it. If you enjoy the podcast and learning about strategies to improve your mood and psychological health, please check out CarrieThompsonCasey.com to attend one of the workshops or a program that I'm running. Thank you for joining me and see you on the next episode of The Abnormal Psychologist, where we share real people's stories and give you real ideas so that you can realize your potential. Take care. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.